and welcome to the Victorious Living Christian Counseling Podcast. My name is Crystal Ridlin, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Indiana, and I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas. Today's topic is stop living in the past. That may sound harsh, but that is actually a still small message that I received from God over the last several weeks as my family walked through a very, very difficult time. Um, Something out of the blue that came up that we've had to deal with that we're still dealing with. And, um, but it was a reminder of the evilness that prevails in our world. And this is all around us. And everywhere we look, we're seeing our culture drastically shift. There's always been evilness. It's always been prevalent. In fact, I grew up in a very abusive home. And that was evil. And it was dark. And it was filled with pain. But when I walked out of my house as a child, I could play in the yard without this astronomical fear. I remember they would talk about, you know, don't talk to strangers or, um, you know, don't take candy from strangers. But there was no talk about human trafficking, being sold into slavery um, for your body and people stealing girls for this. This was never something that I heard as a little girl. And so we just live in a very different world. And so as I was sitting here over the last few weeks praying and just being still with God and asking a lot of questions and trying to understand the situation that is impacting our family right now, I felt like God just kept whispering this this message to my spirit, not in a mean way, not in an accusatory way, but in a a reality-type way. Stop living in the past. So, today, friends, I have some bad news, and I have some good news. First, I'm going to start with the bad news. Please don't check out. Don't be like, yeah, sister, the last thing I need is some bad news. Just stick with me, because... Today we're going to face reality, the reality of the culture that we're living in. Um, But I want you to hear the end because that's where the hope is. That's where Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And so the message today is really no different. The reason I'm a counselor is because We live in a really difficult world, and people have had horrible things happen to them. And there's a lot of uncertainty in our midst. And so it's more of a comfort and a place of acceptance. So um, today's message, it is my prayer, will have a drastic impact on your life. So one thing as I was thinking about this topic, is how many times a day I say in the back of my mind and even say to my family and my friends, 
how I desperately long for the days before COVID. Um, COVID was a horrific time for us. And um, we all felt the pain, the fear, the frustration, the grief, loneliness, tension, and uncertainty that was associated with this awful virus. How many times did you say or hear someone say, we can't wait or I can't wait for life to get back to normal? We all know it happened. And there was a one point, do you remember, when they suddenly started to say, uh, yeah, we're not going to get rid of the virus. This is the new normal. I remember the shift about halfway into it, maybe eight months to a year into it, that we're going to have to develop a new normal, a, a new way of living. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of it. It is amazing to sit back and especially as a counselor to see the shift that has occurred in our culture just through this pandemic. We came out in a very different place. I've sat with teachers who have post-traumatic stress symptoms because of what they've gone through in the education world trying to cope with this pandemic. I know a lot of people think, oh, the teachers got a break and they didn't have to go into the office. But trust me, I'm talking to teachers and they have diagnosable PTSD. They are showing countless symptoms because of what they've gone through. So it's changed all of us. It's changed every one of our lives. We all know that life never returned to normal, nor will it ever be normal. Most of us have lost a loved one. And if that is you, I'm so sorry. Because the pandemic took a lot from us. For some, it was a job. They took your livelihood because there were a lot of layoffs. Companies couldn't keep employees because everything was being shut down. They weren't making any money. And most of all, we lost our lifestyle. The way that we lived before COVID has never returned. For example, just in the church world, they still have not, there are no churches or very few churches that have reached their pre-COVID numbers. And I've been hearing anything between 50 and 75% of people have not returned back to the church since COVID. They got used to going without church and maybe they're still afraid of the virus, so they're not going to church. But anyway, we lost a lot. And because of all of this, we are living with even more anxiety than ever before. Before COVID, we had a mental health crisis. Now we have a mental health nightmare. I talk to counselors all the time. We can't meet the, the need, the demand of people needing help. There's not enough of us in the field. And the need is greater than ever before. And so that has been one area that I have been able to see this very clearly.
Um, so we have to develop a new normal. And that's one of the messages that God has sent to me is that I need to stop yearning for the pre-COVID days, for the way things were before COVID. Because in fact, it doesn't make me feel better. When I sit back and long for yesterday, it actually makes me feel hopeless today. I'm going to repeat that. When I sit back and long for yesterday, it makes me feel hopeless today. And this is one of the things that God has been showing me. That instead of accepting reality of what's actually happening in our world today, many of us are still longing and desperately pleading and begging for life to go back to the way it was before COVID or in the 80s. And for some of you, you were around in the 50s. And it is a drastic shift in our culture. Over like when you stop and you look back over the time, things are just very different. So the virus has changed so many things. Not just our hygiene habits, but it's changed our health decisions. It's changed our entire culture. It's changed the way that we respond to so many things. Our culture before COVID was horrific. The times that we're living in post-COVID are unprecedented. It's like nothing we've ever seen before. The tension, the political tension that wrapped itself around this virus has been absolutely shocking. I think about times in the past when we've gone through really difficult things as a nation, like 9-11. We came together in unity. And in this crisis, there was never any coming together. They said we're in this together, but we never really were. We were in this very separate. The political tension on both sides was absolutely ridiculous. And there was no understanding of the other side. Think about mask versus no mask. Vaccine versus no vaccine. Uh, People hated people because they either decided to wear a mask or not. Like it got ridiculous and scary. And as a counselor, I firsthand saw this pandemic pull families apart. And now, what I want to add is that in these situations where a pandemic and the political tension seem to be pulling a family apart, when I actually got in deeper to talk to people about it, there was really no difference between the way that the family members were responding in the pandemic and the way that they've actually responded in the past. And so what I've been able to see is that the pandemic has brought to the surface some really deep-rooted issues that have never properly been addressed. 
And that's what we're living in today. We're living in the result of a virus shaking everybody's world up, making them feel vulnerable, making them feel scared, making them feel uncertain, bringing up tension galore. And now we're left with what's bubbled over. Couples that were already having some underlying problems, but they weren't bad enough to go to a counselor, guess what? When they were together nonstop, facing a lot of really difficult decisions and fears, suddenly all of that bubbled up and they ended up in my office. And also people who had anxiety before. On the other side, their anxiety became overwhelming, even crippling. So the message, stop living in the past, is not to be only negative, because I know it sounds bad. When I first started like feeling this is the message God was putting on my heart, trust me, I was like, what? Like, because it was so soft, I knew it wasn't like mean, but the message itself is like, if I was to tell my client, stop living in the past, um, they probably wouldn't receive it well. And so, but I think it's something we all need to face the reality of. Um, so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try as a counselor to help you to understand this message in a more kind, gentle, and nurturing manner. Um, and like, cause I've, my family through the pandemic has been through a lot of changes. Um, we went through a financial hardship because my husband left a job because of ultimately political tension. And, um, we've gone through two major moves to find a place where we wanted to remain. Um, we've had broken relationships We've lost love, loved ones. We've had some pretty big health concerns over the last few years. Um, and then currently we're working through something difficult today. In fact, I was out at lunch with my oldest son. And he said, Mom, why does it feel like we always are always on the def- defense? Why does it feel like we're always being attacked? And of course, I um, empathized with him. And I validated what he was feeling. And I reminded him that whenever we're living for God the way that we're supposed to, we're going to be persecuted. Because that just comes with the, the process of being a true God-fearing believer because that puts Satan on his toes. Satan does not like it when we are living for God, when we are pointing people to Jesus. And I had a friend um, text me uh, maybe a week ago and just said, I want you to know that I am praying extra hard for you right now because of what you do as a counselor and leading people to Jesus. I know that Satan is going to attack hard and he has been attacking hard. And I want you to know that I am lifting you and your family up in prayer. And then I was talking to my husband about this when we went on a date. 
And I was like, you know, if that's true, maybe I, I actually said this, I said, maybe I should just stop being a Christian counselor. And as soon as I said it, I knew it was ridiculous. Because that's why I do what I do. I love it. And I wouldn't be happy doing anything else. But that means I need to stay close to God because I will be persecuted. My family will be persecuted. When we're living for Jesus, Satan's going to come out strong. He's going to come after us hardcore. Friends, I've heard this in church and you've probably heard it too. If you're not being persecuted, you need to check your faith. Because something is probably not going right. Because for Jesus, we will be persecuted. And I pulled up some verses about this. Matthew 5.44, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Second Timothy 3.12, In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ, Jesus will be persecuted. John 15.20, Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. Revelation 2.10 Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for ten days. Be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Romans 8.35 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? So, there is way more verses in the Bible on persecution. And I could just keep going, which makes me think that God really wanted us to understand that persecution was going to come. That we were going to have to endure it. Um, so friends, there is evilness in our midst, and I hate to tell you, but it's not going to get better. My pastor said in a sermon, uh, maybe a few months ago, that we know that we cannot stop the, the culture from becoming more, um, worldly from pulling away from the foundation of our faith. Because that's what we're to expect. That's where revelation comes from. That one day this earth will be come to an end. And we're going to continue seeing evilness prevail. But he's like, what we want to do as Christians is everything in our power to slow it down. To get out there and, and to win as many people to the gospel as possible. Because what we want to do is be bringing the love into the midst. So, I want to explain that the reason this came to me is because God knows that in the back of my mind, these are the questions that I've been asking myself. I've been longing for why can't we just go back to the way it was? Because when things are so hard, we want to go back. This is also why a lot of times when people go through a pretty hard breakup with somebody who was even abusive, they face new hardship. 
maybe having to make a living on their own or um, having to be alone. And so even in that space, it is very, very common to see people long for yesterday. At least I wasn't alone. At least we went to nice restaurants and had some good moments. It's like Satan makes us forget about the bad that was before and we just kind of like um, hyper focus on the good. It's the same thing with the Egyptians. When they were pulled out of slavery and on their way to freedom, they began to bellyache. We want real food. Why are we even here? And to a point that they even thought about going back into slavery just because of what they were going through. And I get that. There's been so many times over the last few years that I've been like, I just want to go back to the way it was at this time. And yet I don't want to go back. When I really stop and think about it and realize what I'm thinking, I realize I don't want to go back. Um, so you need to stop living in the past. We're not going back, friends. It's never going to be the same. It's never going to be like it was before COVID. It's never going to be like it was 20 years ago when we could easily just walk around outside and not feel like we were constantly on edge. Um, and parents, we're living in a whole new time zone. And one of the things I'm seeing as a counselor is that parents are still acting like they're raising kids in the 90s and even 2000. But you're not. 2022, there are so many things that is vying to steal your child like never before. You hand your child a smartphone because that's what they want for their birthday. And they're not even old enough to, to even be able to process the type of information. Their brain isn't developed enough to be able to handle it. And then on top of that, they don't put restrictions or boundaries on these devices. And they end up being lured away by predators. Or they end up getting caught up in things like pornography. Friends, the pornography world has grown so much that it's very, very common for me to have clients in my office with anxiety and when I start to really get to know them they start to tell me about a pornography addiction that they have. It is very common to a point that I've begun to ask every client who starts about their use of pornography because it is a um, it is right there in your palm and like I've been getting even I sometimes will get this text message that I don't know how to stop it. I don't know where it came from. But soliciting things from me. And then I try to delete it. And like, or try to block it. And you can't. And this is the world that we live in. And we have these little kids. And we're just handing them over these devices without any thought. And so that's another thing. We're not living in the same day that we lived in 20-something years ago. It is not the world, for example, I can't tell you how many times in the last two years 
I've had situations come up where there has been a sleepover with girls or a sleepover with boys and things got really out of hand because one person was of a mindset where they thought the other person or didn't think but they took matters into their own hands and I've actually had to make reports because of non-consensual touching in these situations. It is commonplace to the point that my husband and I have made a decision there will be no sleepovers. Because it is not the same as it used to be where you could have a group of, you know, four girls sleeping over. Because now the way that our over-sexualized culture has impacted us is so much that it's no longer that we can trust that, you know, n these bad things are not going to happen if you're all girls or they're not, bad things aren't going to happen if they're all boys. That's not the world we live in anymore. And we need to wake up to that fact. Because when we don't wake up to that fact, parents, leaders of churches, school leaders, we're going to be finding horrific things that are going to happen. Because... It's the world that we're living in. Um, so, one thing we need to do, how do we stop living in the past? How can we accept where we're at so that we can move forward with healing? And one thing I'm going to say is we have to grieve. We have to grieve what it was like before. And that's something that I've done over the last two weeks. There's been many times I've cried over the way that the world just felt safer and kinder before the, the pandemic. It's not the same anymore. It's like people can't even get workers to come in and work anymore. Like if you go to a restaurant, the, the restaurant's empty because they can't get enough servers to serve people. And this is the, the post-COVID world that we're living in. And we need to grieve it. Instead of continuing to ask ourselves, Oh, I just wish it would be like it was. Because I'm telling you, wishing for yesterday brings hopelessness today. And so we need to grieve that loss. Because we've all lost a lot through this pandemic. We lost, like I said, loved ones and jobs and lifestyles, security, a sense of safeness. Those are all things we lost and we need to grieve those things properly. Allow ourselves to feel it and change it when it starts to come up. I wish I could go back to the way it was. We need to stop that in its track, that thought and say, does this thought make me feel better or worse? That makes me feel worse. What can I do about it? I can allow myself to feel it. It's sad. And these are the things I miss. But I know that God says that he is in control. And I can face whatever comes my way because he lives. That's been a, because he lives has been a hymn that I've been listening to a lot over the last month or so. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Even as things start to get a little more dim and grim 
and uncertain. We can face tomorrow because he lives. So, during this time that I've had with God, in this sacred place that I have sat with God in this moment, processing this, I wanted to bring you into that. And hopefully, in the same way that I've been able to accept a new sense of reality of where we are, because it's brought me a a level of peace. And it's given me a new sense of grounding to be able to stop wishing for what's never going to be again, but to get to a point where we can accept it. So Elizabeth Kubler-Ross has um, the steps of grieving, and they are shock, denial, um, depression, and acceptance. So there are several stages of grief, and the last one is acceptance. And I think many of us have never grieved what was before COVID because many of us don't even know that we're in the grieving process, but we are. We're in a, a drastic grieving process. And so what I want you to do is think about that. Where are you? It's I actually missed one. It's shock. Um, denial, anger, depression, and acceptance. Many of us, I think, are caught up in anger. We're very angry that our lifestyle has been drastically changed. We're angry that our loved one was taken from us. And that's what I've seen when I go out in public. I see a lot of anger. And I hate to admit it, but I've felt it in my own heart. Anger about the current world that we're living in and how drastically different it is. So I want you to think about that. Where am I on this? Um, And how can I move through? Because ultimately we need to move to a place of acceptance. And I think I'm finally getting to this point with God's help where he's helping me to realize that I have to accept a new normal truly accept it not just think I'm accepting it but truly accept it and grieve it um so where's the good news because this is really sad isn't it but there is great news and the great news is that God is on his throne he's never left it He's never turned his back on you. He's walking with you every single step of the way. And the great news is, he wants you to walk through this process in a way that's going to make you and I stronger. That we will be more equipped to handle anything that comes at us on the other side. So what I want to ask you, friends, is this. Because before we can grieve something, we have to know what we're missing, what we're grieving. What are you desperately longing to have returned to you? What do you feel has been taken from you? And that is leaving you with heartache and frustration and pain and confusion and uncertainty. 
said a loved one? A broken relationship? A job? A marriage? A friendship? What about your security? What about your sense of safety? Certainty of the future? What about peace? I want you to take a moment today and I want you to write down what it is that you feel like has been taken from you. What it is that you feel like you're walking through every day um, missing out on. Something that brought you comfort and peace and happiness that isn't currently present in your life. I want you to spend some time thinking about that because that might help you move to the other side. And I was just reminded of after COVID hit and we were all at home, how, like, I was kind of happy. I mean, I was happy to be home with my family, like making new recipes, you know, all that fun stuff. But after a few weeks of it, I started to miss a lot of things. And one of those things I missed was the coffee shop that I would go to before work every morning where I would just sit and have a cup of coffee and spend time with God. And it brought me comfort. And it was a it was a routine and something I loved doing. And so but I remember having to grieve that because man, I missed it. Another example was TJ Maxx. I loved going to TJ Maxx and for like a year it seemed like TJ Maxx was closed. And there are some things that I only buy at TJ Maxx. And that was a loss. And those are some more minor things. But some of us have lost a lot more. And so what I want you today is to really sit back and think about what have you lost in the midst of this pandemic. Um, A verse that I was thinking about um, as a way of ending is, Psalm 135, 6, the Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on earth, in the seas and all their depths. And Philippians 4, 11 through 12, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Hebrews 13.5 Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Philippians 4.11 Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Friends, the fact is this. We can't be content with our present lives 
if we're desperately yearning and begging and pleading for our yesterday to be returned. We will continue to be miserable and unhappy and anxious and depressed and hopeless if we are longing for yesterday because yesterday is gone. And we have today to be with the people that we love and to accept a new reality. And accepting a new reality, I think we think it's automatically going to be bad because it's not what we're used to. It's only going to be bad if we can't accept the new reality. So, friends, stop living in the past. All right. I want to hear from you, especially on this particular podcast, because this is a message that God has been working on in my spirit for several years. And to to see it come to fruition in such a uh, this way has been so healing for me. And so I just want to know, is this something that you guys are feeling too? Are you feeling this sudden like grief and discontentment with the way our world is now? Have you noticed a tremendous shift since before COVID and now? And um, so like always, If this triggered anything or brought up anything that you feel like is pretty deep and intense, I want you to reach out to a Christian counselor ASAP, a good friend, um, a godly, loving um, counselor, pastor. Um, You're not alone. We all have these resources and pray and ask God to send you to the right ones. So like, subscribe, and please comment and share this podcast because I want to get this message out to the people because this is a free resource for anyone to be able to access hope and answers to everyday life struggles. So thank you all. You're amazing. Um, And also... If you guys have a topic that you would really like to hear about on the podcast, please email me at victoriouslivingcounseling at yahoo.com. And I would love to hear about those and begin implementing some of those things that you guys want to hear. So God bless. Have a great day and stop living in the past.